Hey y'all, today on the podcast, I'm chatting all about that hard topic of how to bounce back after bad results. Whether that you didn't get the client you want, you didn't hit the goals you set, maybe you didn't get the results that a client was looking for, or worst case, a client terminated a contract. And this is something that not enough people are talking about, but we need to chat about it because it happens to every single one of us service providers and our ability to bounce back after that happens is what will truly determine our success. So let's jump on in. Welcome to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. Hello, Serve Scale Store family. If you are just tuning in for the first time, my name is Brandy Miles. I am the host and I help service-based entrepreneurs scale their business so they can create a life and business they love. So today we're talking about how to bounce back after bad results. But before we jump into that, I really want to start off with a positive note and I want to spotlight one of our listeners that have left us a review. And this one is from Kate Danielle. She says, five stars, a must listen for online service providers. Brandy shares straightforward business tips that you can take action on and scale your business. This podcast is on my must listen to list every week. Thank you so much, Kate, for putting me in your earbuds every single week so you can take action in your business. And that is truly what I want each and every single one of you to be doing after these podcast episodes. It's not just about the inspiration. It's all about taking action because action is where results happen. So thank you so much, Kate, for leaving that review. And if you would like to be one of our Spotlight listeners please go ahead and leave us a review. I read every single one of them and I'm so appreciative of them. Okay, so let's talk about this super fun topic, which is all about what happens when we get the bad results. And I think one of the big things is what makes them bad results? And I want you to come at this episode with knowing that a bad result is a bad result because we make it a bad result. So I really, really want us to go into this thinking like, okay, so with each of these results that I'm getting, is there something I can learn? Because from everything we do, every failure we have, every bad result we have, there's always a learning lesson in there. But the thing is, a lot of us don't want to see the lesson to be learned. We just want to label it a bad result and then use it sometimes as an excuse not to move forward. So today I'm going to chat about the three main bad results, and I'm doing this in air quotes, that service providers have that I've seen, that I've had, and that I've also seen my members in ServeScale Store have, and how you get through that, how you bounce back after that. So let's go on and get started. In each of these, I'm going to tell you a story about how this happened to me, how I handled it, and some of them, how I could have handled it better. So the first one that I see a lot and that we use as, and label as a bad result is you didn't get the client. And I know, I'm going to pause for a second. <laughs> if you can hear 
my voice, and you are listening right now, can you imagine a time that you didn't get the client? And maybe you've got every single client. So imagine what that would feel like if you went through the whole discovery call, you sent, you added value to get the discovery call, you get on the discovery call, you send the proposal, and then you don't get the client. And so now some of you have probably that lump in your stomach and you're like, ugh, I hate that feeling. And now I want you to think and imagine how you responded when that happened. And if it hasn't happened, how would you respond? And so I know I've responded in many different ways. Some of them were, well, that was her. It was because of my prices. It was, it was the blame game. I was blaming and blaming and blaming. And I was, I got mad. Maybe I got upset, but there's been many times in my journey in this business so far that I did not land the client. And there was times when I was like, well, it's them, or maybe it's my prices, my prices are too high. Instead of thinking about how could I learn from this situation? Was there something I could have done better? And so now what I've realized is if I don't get the client, now it's time to sit back and think, not spend too much time on it, but look at the whole process and see what I could have done better. What was in my control and what was out of my control? And so in my control was how I showed up for the discovery call. Was I prepared? Did I go on for 45 minutes giving too much strategy? Or was it a 15-minute call that got straight to the point? Did I address it? Was I confident in my pricing? Did I sound confident when I told them? And then how long did it take for the proposal to get to them after the call was over? Was it within the 24-hour window? Did it take me longer? What did that look like? And then if I can evaluate that and say, okay, the proposal was great. I've landed a ton of clients before with that proposal and it got there within 24 hours. Check. I was confident in my prices. I've landed clients there before. Check. The discovery call went on a little bit too long. Okay. Did I record it? Can I go back and listen to see if there's anything that I could have tweaked or changed? Then I would go back and listen. And so then I could say, okay, here was the mistakes I made in the discovery call, or maybe everything went really smoothly and we just weren't a match. And so from that, I can say, okay, I know my numbers. I know how to track my discovery call conversions. And now I can move forward knowing that I did everything on my end and I can't control other people's actions because as long as I've done everything that I was supposed to, then I have no control over other people's actions. And maybe they just didn't want to feel like we were a good fit. And that's okay. Not everyone is going to be a good fit. And we have to realize that that is okay. And so maybe also, maybe it was a blessing. Maybe they weren't ready to hire. Maybe they would have been someone who didn't pay on time. But the thing is, We can't attach any meaning to that as long as we did our part. So now looking back after the whole process, are there things that you could tighten up? Maybe the proposal didn't go out within 24 hours. Maybe you didn't feel super confident in your pricing. And so instead of saying, okay, I didn't feel confident in my pricing. So now I have to lower my prices. Don't lower your prices because of one call. I've talked about this before. So we have to make sure that we're making 
very smart decisions with our business when things like this happen. And I always say never make a permanent decision in your business when you're in a low. And so that means if you don't get a client, don't immediately go and say for the next client, you're lowering your prices because your prices are too high. That's probably not the case. So I think that when we don't get a client, we need to step back and figure out what could we have done on our end. And we don't need to spend too much time on this. So what could we have done on our end? And then moving forward, how will you make sure that you implement that? And that is all we can control is our actions, not the actions of other people. So that is the first one. Bouncing back when you didn't get the client, let's just take 10 minutes to evaluate what went right, what went wrong, what can we improve and stop attaching meaning to someone else's actions. Okay, so then the second situation I see is I got the client and didn't get the results. This one's a tough one because I know I have a lot of Facebook ad strategists listening. I have a lot of social media managers listening and Pinterest managers. And sometimes these are the hardest because our results and the numbers that we get are directly related to how our clients view the success of a project. And so, and this can still apply to you if you're an executive assistant, if you're a podcast manager, your clients still want some type of results. But just know my people who the ROI is directly related to how your clients view success. I hear you. I feel you. I know that feeling. And so how do you bounce back when you got the client and you didn't get the results that they wanted? So I will tell you a story. I had a client. She was so nice, so nice. And I took her on. I built her sales funnel. I built her. I'm not building sales funnels anymore, but at this time I was. And I was running her Facebook ads. She paid me a lot of money over three months, like a lot of money. And we didn't get the results. Not a single person purchased the course after a lot of ad spend after an expensive sales funnel, after everything that has worked with other clients before didn't work with this client. And I carried that weight and that was a hard one. I felt so guilty that it was my fault. I had all these emotions around it. It made me want to stop. Like I was even questioning, like, should I be doing this? Even though I'd got results before. And so this was a hard one. And I'm sure some of you have been in this situation. And what I had to step back and realize is that I made a mistake because this client had not proven their offer. They had not ran a beta. It was brand new. And we didn't know if it was going to convert. And the cool thing is she was not upset about this at all. She was not. She was like, okay, let's pivot. Let's see. But I held a lot of guilt. And so you could have a client that's really upset, which I've had that as well too. And you could have a client that's totally okay with what happened, but you still carry that guilt. And so how do you bounce back when you've got really crappy results for a client and you feel like it was your responsibility? Once again, you have to reflect. I know that I've built sales funnels very similar and they have converted amazing I've run ads that have converted amazing. 
And so I could sit there and blame it. Well, she didn't do this. She didn't do that. But I didn't do my part in asking questions. I didn't ask and really sit and think about like, okay, have you tried this? Is this a proven offer? Like I should have been asking more questions. And instead I was chasing the revenue and not thinking about how it would impact me if this launch was a flop. That is one of the things that I think we have to sit back and determine, like, what clients do we want to work with? Can we move forward? Do we have great bounce back ability? And if a client flops, then we know that it's not on us always. So with that, I made a few rules in my business. After this situation, I decided that I was only going to do, I one, I decided I did not like building sales funnels for other people. And then two, I decided that I was only going to be doing launches for people who had a proven offer. They had launched before because I feel like I'm pretty emotionally strong and can bounce back pretty fast, but it's still heavy. No matter how great your bounce back ability, if you don't get the results that your clients want that are realistic, it does take an emotional toll on you. And so one of the ways to protect myself is that I'm only taking on clients who have a proven offer. So are there things in your business that you can do that will make sure that you're protecting yourself? Another thing that I started doing is if it was a client that I really wanted to work with, but they didn't validate their offer yet, they hadn't launched, I will tell them, and I always tell them anyway, like I can't guarantee results. But when we talk about ad spend, I say, how much money are you willing to spend just to get your numbers. If this is a complete flop, how much money are you willing to spend to figure out those numbers? And I tell them, it may not be a flop. It could be a $100,000 launch or it could be a flop. And the thing is, we won't know until we test your offer, but you have to be okay with the results that we get. That way, if it is a flop, I still feel bad for them, but I've set myself up so they have realistic expectations going in and it changes the dynamic of the relationship. So when you're doing these launches, are there things that you can really do or not launches, but when you are providing services for people that they need results, are there ways in their welcome appointment on calls that you can really do something to set them up that takes some of the burden off of you? And so I would be looking and testing. Now, here's the thing. There will be times that a client doesn't get a result and you need to reflect, did you do everything that you were supposed to? Because things fall through the cracks. And then in that situation, that's a learning lesson. What could you have done better? What systems do you need to tighten up? How can you move and grow on from this? But here's the thing. Do not quit because you get bad results for someone. Do not pivot your services because you get bad results for someone. That's like if we were to tell our kids that if they get a C or a D in school, that it's time to just give up. They're no good. They got a bad grade. It's time to just throw in the towel. Why should they continue? And who here listening to my voice right now would actually tell their child it's time to give up because you got a bad grade in school? No, you would tell them, can you study more? What could you have done different? Did you try your hardest? And so if we're telling our kids that, why can't we tell ourselves that? Because it's the same thing. We're going to make mistakes. We are totally human. 
We're not always going to have the best results for every single client, but it doesn't mean we should quit. It means that we should try again, improve our results and get better. And there's ways, like I said before, that you can set yourself up to take some of that expectations off. But just remember, if you wouldn't say it to your child, why are we telling ourselves that? Because I know, because you are my listener, I know the type of person you are, and I know you are not telling your kid to drop out of school, to give up their dreams because they got one bad grade. Okay. So we've discussed, you didn't get the client, you got the client, but you didn't get the results. And then the worst one is you get fired and I'm doing this in air quotes or terminated or maybe just a client that's very like harsh or maybe a client just doesn't want to continue their contract. So this sometimes can be really hard. And I will tell you before I switched, I was actually in the process of switching over to Facebook ads. When my client at the time, she had been my longest client, longest client. We had such a good relationship and she terminated her contract and she paid the fee that was in there. So there was a fee in my contract that if we terminated it and out of the blue, she terminated her contract and this one stung. I had only had one other person not continue with me after their months were up And this one really stung, like canceled the contract. We still had three months left. This was my biggest contract at the time, but it wasn't so much about the money. It was like we were friends. Like we had got to this amazing point where we were friends and this one stung and it hurt. And I put a lot of meaning behind it. And I told my husband and I was like, oh, this like this sucks. Like this is what happens when you raise your prices. And I had all this emotion behind it and attachment. And I was like, that's fine. Like I'm never talking to her again. And that is not me. Like, and it happened. I moved on. Like I was getting Facebook ad clients. And for this client, I was doing all the things. So I was doing Facebook, Pinterest, funnel, like a lot of stuff. And it was the most time consuming client. And so after 30 days, after this whole thing happened, I was sitting there talking to my husband. I was like, when she terminated the contract, that was the best thing she could have done for my business. Because here's the thing. I couldn't have taken on any more clients when I was working with her because I was doing so much stuff. And so when she terminated her contract that month, I had done 14000 And then the very next month, because she terminated her contract, I had my first $19,000 month. And it was because since I got all this time back, I was able to take on more clients just doing Facebook ads. And so that was my last client that I wasn't just doing Facebook ads for. And that's the month that I had a $19,000 month. It's so crazy how that stuff works. And then I was able to scale because this client did that. And then we met each other at a conference and we found out that she was going to be there. And she said, I would love to have lunch with you. And I had all these emotions about it. And we sat down and the reason that she terminated the contract had nothing to do with me. 
I had put all these things in my head that it was about the money. It was about like, I wasn't good enough. I wasn't worth whatever, like all these stories that we tell ourselves. And she sat down and said that she was pregnant and making some changes in her business. Like it had nothing to do with me. And now we're friends. We talk, but can you imagine if we wouldn't have sat down at that dinner, I would have still like held on this grudge and that is no way to be. And I learned in that moment that we have to stop attaching meanings to situations that we have no control over. Like I should have just been like, okay, because that happened, I was able to scale my business. It was one of the best things that probably could have happened to me. And It was a learning lesson. It was a big learning lesson. And I think that's the thing. Now I know when people cancel their contracts, I just had this happen and we were getting great results for ads and they canceled their contract. Once again, I had a termination fee, so they still had to pay their termination fee. And I was like, what the heck could have happened? We were getting really good results. And you know what? They just didn't want to pay my rates anymore. They wanted, they had the ads, they could run them themselves. And I could attach a lot of stuff to that, but I'm not. It's just like, it's part of business. It's what happens. But because I went through that other situation, I was able to release this one a lot better. And so I didn't put any meanings behind it. And I think that's the biggest thing is we have to remember this is a business. We are working with other business owners and you will have people that don't want to continue. You're going to have contracts that end their contracts early There's going to be times that you don't get the client that you want. And there's going to be times that you just don't get the results that you want for a client. And that's just part of having a business. But the thing is that you have to be able to bounce back from those situations. Because if those situations get you down, stop you, paralyze you, you're not going to be able to continue to grow your business. And I think that we can definitely do things to eliminate these like if you listen to the episode about getting clients to pay on time it's kind of the same thing when we have really sound contracts that have termination fees and things like that like that's going to set us up or maybe in our contract we have a no guarantee of results clause like I have these are things that we can put in there that protect us but also having really good communication with your clients and with yourself, not attaching meaning when things don't go right and remembering that if you wouldn't say it to your child, why are you saying it to yourself? And I think that's so important because every single one of you that are listening, because you're listening to my voice right now, you want more out of your business. You want more out of your life and you are dedicated to growing your business, which means you care. You care about your family, you care about your clients, you care about yourself. And so just really making the effort to reflect on these situations, finding ways to grow instead of looking at the negative. And please don't attach meaning to situations that we necessarily don't have any control over. And so I want to leave you this week with just knowing that you are enough, you can do this. And running your business can be the best gift that you give to yourself and family. So learn to be able to bounce back in these situations and grow from them. Okay, so I am so excited for you this week to go out, serve your clients, scale your business, and soar into the six-figure year you deserve. 
Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve Scale Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.